Earthworm Jim. To soil he did crawl. Earthworm Jim. A super suit did fall. Jim was just a dirty eating, chewy link of worm flesh, but all that came to a crashing game. Earthworm Jim. He's such a groovy guy. Hello and welcome to the Press the Action Button Cut. <laughs> Keeping button that in. <laughs> okay, well, let's start again. <laughs> it doesn't matter in keeping that in so you can say what you want. You're not, you're not keeping it in. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, uh, no, you're not. Anyway, how are you, Newman? You well? I'm grand yourself. <laughs> I'm doing quite well. I'm feeling better now. <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> it's the only the only bit of like scripted dialogue you have to remember. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, we had technical difficulties for quite some time, as we usually do. So, yeah. you know, it's draining and sapping. I'm already a bit fatigued from it. Yeah, but um, listen, that's not your uh, you your listen you listeners' fault. Oh, I can't even speak English. What's wrong with me? Also, uh, Newman's inability to speak English is nobody else's fault, but Newman's alone. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So listen, today we're going to be talking about Earthworm Jim. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, an old classic, a very 90s classic. Um, I remember it very well, actually. Mm, yeah, I think we're going to basically uh, focus on the Genesis game, but also kind of go into the, the series as well. But um, what have you been up to, Yusuf? I have, well, video gamey. I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair few hours into it, and then there's like some post game stuff you unlock afterward. Um, okay. I'm not gonna go into it yet. We will do. Yeah. I think we will do a cast on it. Um, when you finished it as well. But um, yeah, yeah. Overall, I, I like the game. That's all I'll say. Mm. Yeah. You like or love? Um, bu- 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 I think. I don't know. It's quite you, you've answered me right there. No, because I think it's quite it's it's quite difficult to know because as a game, as a game that just came out, if I played it, I'd be like, oh yeah, I love this. But I can't help but look at it in the air of what the original was, which maybe that's unfair anyway, because it's a game I played when I was seven. You know. Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna say much about it, but you know what I was thinking about today. I think I wasn't playing it yesterday, the day before that, where I no spoilers or anything, but like there's a part where you're playing as Barrett and like you're shooting down walls and stuff yeah it feels more like an action game than an rpg to me yeah but i think rpgs are kind of gone now though you know what i mean nah, like, they're not gone oh i mean the way they were before they kind of are i mean the yeah like but... the, the turn-based kind of like that only really exists in tactics games mm. well it's not even the turn-based thing it's it's kind of the fact that it was very like it, it, it kind of feels more linear, and you know, even I remember when you're in the original, where you're going, when you're going through the tunnels and stuff, you could go the other direction, like keep getting into fights with soldiers and stuff like that. Whereas now it's kind of like warning, you know, and then you get turned back by Tifa and Barrett and stuff like that, which is kind of like, ah, uh, you know, I don't want my hand held for all of it. I know, but I mean, in those old ones, you just kind of went a few screens the other direction, and then it was just a dead end anyway. Fair point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think it just saves the kind of frustration of I kind of wish the game didn't let me run in one direction for four minutes and have to turn back around. Ah, it's just nice to have the option. Um, no, I do know. I do know what you mean. Um, all I'm going to say is that you know, I mean, the original one was completely linear until that point. Anyway. Yeah. I maybe. Think, I think the original was more linear actually until that point. Hmm. 
I don't know. It just didn't feel. But listen, we will. I think we definitely should do a whole podcast on it because I've been, you know, recording things that I've liked, and I'm surprised by how much I have liked it. To be honest, Ooh. Um, yeah, I am. I think they got a lot of things right, but we'll say that. But um, yeah, I I haven't been doing much. Thanks for thanks for not asking me. Um, right. Well, you were in the middle of talking. Would have been rude <laughs> to interrupt you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I haven't been doing much. I've been watching a couple of uh, contemporary movies, though. Which, <laughs> right, what does that for you? Interest you. Titanic. It, complete, it completely throws your narrative out, out, you know. Completely throws narrative out. Right, well, what's um, the modern film you're watching? I watched Uncut Gems. Oh, right, yeah. Haven't haven't watched that myself, but I hear a lot of I, good things. Yeah, I have to say, I, I, I pretty much dislike Adam Sandler quite a lot because <laughs> of what I thought his movies were like and i don't this i don't this isn't his movie he just acts in it but he is absolutely brilliant in it i mean like excellent acting i thought he did have a big part in making it did he i thought so yeah all right i didn't i didn't know that i didn't think it was his movie i thought he was just acting it but like i'm not going to give any spoilers but there's there's a part in it where he kind of like he wins a bet yeah and his reaction to winning the bet is just it's it's absolutely perfect like he's like he's in the back of a car and he's like getting a high off it and like you know you can just see you know the, like an addict's kind of rush yeah yeah yeah. you know he, he captured that absolutely perfectly and and um i was really impressed with it i think sometimes uh, when you see a comedy actor do like a, just a straight up serious role you are kind of a bit thrown but i mean there's no reason why they can't do it like robin williams has done some you know quite serious roles same with jim carrey and you're like oh wow they're actually excellent actors but there's never a call for him to that before you know like if robin williams was in a comedy role and he wasn't a bit over the top you'd kind of go well that's not a robin williams comedy yeah they do kind of get typecast in that way um yeah. but rob i love robin williams robin williams is like a hero he's excellent yeah yeah but huge, um, huge and then i watched fan, uh, the that? new term Sorry, go on. He's a huge gaming fan. Oh yeah, his daughter's called uh, Zelda. Yeah, isn't she? yeah, yeah. After Legend of Zelda, she yeah, yeah. he loves it. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's sorely missed. Um, I think what he brought like to to movies, you can There's no real, there's no substitute for Robin Williams, you know. Yeah, I I, I don't think he kind of has a bit of that air of like Bill Murray. I I think he's much funnier than Bill Murray, but. You know, Bill Murray in a role is a very specific kind of thing. You could swap That's out. True. You could swap him out with any actor, and he could deliver the lines, and it's not funny. But just he makes his expressions or his air is quite yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. I do love Bill Murray. I saw that I was on on a, a flight last year, and I saw that um, documentary about him. Have you seen that one? No. It's like how Bill Murray just ends up showing up at like weird places in in random people's lives and stuff like at a house party and starts cleaning the dishes and stuff right really yeah like he's known and like it's called i think it's called i don't know if it's called bill murray stories but it's just random people who've had experiences with him and there was one thing that was so funny he was like in a urinal or something right. uh he went to the toilet and there was a guy peeing and he went behind him and he tapped him on the shoulder and he just said no one will ever believe you <laughs> and he walked out again <laughs> I heard that in a, with a different with a different take on it, where it was a uh, there he was in a restaurant yeah. and um, someone was just there eating chips and Bill Murray walked up and took one of his yeah. chips and said that no one will ever believe you. 
Oh, yeah, I think that's something he seems to do pretty frequently. I guess, yeah, maybe that's but, his um, stick, is in get enjoyment out of freaking out people. Yeah, yeah, he's great. But um, And I watched the new, uh, new Terminator movie. Oh, I'm not impressed. Which one was this one? What's this, this is the one where they brought back, what's her name? Yeah, I don't know her name. Uh, she's not She's not a great actress. She's great. She in, wasn't great. In, in the first She's two. great in the... Yeah, she was, but in this she wasn't. She was just... She, I don't know. It's like she's trying too hard to play this kind of worn out, you know, cynical. Uh, you know, uh, it just didn't work for me. Well, I mean, I think since two, they did Terminator Three, they did the one with Christian Bale in it, they did the one yeah. with Amelia Clark in it. That was good. I hated that. It was terrible. Oh, I really liked that one. Oh, I couldn't get on with the villain. He just seemed like the shittest Terminator ever. Your man. He's like a little no. bit pudgy with like curly hair. Yeah. He's he's a great actor. Oh, he's a crap Terminator though. Well, you you should see the Terminator in this one. He's the least scary guy I've ever seen. Really? <laughs> yeah. He is like a... Oh, there's, there's nothing scary about him at all. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. I'd never seen him in a movie before, but he just like... He looked like a friendly barber. Okay. <laughs> you know, just like a guy who, yeah. We're kind of going on hair a lot these days, actually, aren't we? Barbers and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everyone's got a, yeah. a big thing. I finally got my hair cut yesterday. Sarah, I let her oh. do the top of it. Yeah? Yeah. And can I see it? Uh, I can show you a picture. Yeah, she did a really good job. I was terrified. I wouldn't let her do it for, I mean, what, eight <laughs> weeks. It's <laughs> just showing how much I, was, I wouldn't let her do it. Yeah, um, well, you're a haircut snob. It, my, I am not a haircut snob. Sorry. <laughs> I was literally shocked at what you said there. <laughs> okay, so she did a good job. She did a really good job. Yeah, I was quite, I was quite impressed with it. I still, she still wants to cut a lot more off. I was like, nope, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. Well, I was. Did I tell you that I was watching the show and it was like this talk show and they were like, I think it was Clareburn Live or something. I, I can't remember what it was, but they were like because everyone was at home, they got a hairdresser on to like show how to cut your hair oh really and they had like yeah they had two guys at home like just two young fellas who were like gonna try cutting the other's hair and like you like your one was just you could tell that she was just trying to like make sure she wasn't out of a job in the future you know what i mean like because they were like because they were saying oh like can we do a fade and she's like i, I i'm a hairdresser 20 30 years and, and, I, and even i can't do a fade i was like well you know that's not very impressive if you're hairdresser that long and you can't do a fade you know I mean, I think there is something very, um, that, you know, you need a high level of expertise and experience to do a good fade, but there's literally uh, 20 year olds in my barbers who do it and they do a really good job. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the weird thing, uh, not the weird thing, the, yeah, actually, in Ireland, do you know that you can just open a shop and say you're a hairdresser or a barber? Like you need no, no formal qualification. Oh yeah. Well, I guess there's no real, you know, like it's, it's like doing a like an apprenticeship kind of you know you you do the training for it but you don't actually have to have any kind of uh you know safety training that's kind of what happens with electricians and shite isn't it yeah but i mean like electricians you have a set path you know what i mean whereas i think they can just say you know okay you're ready or you're not ready like you know what i mean not that there's not skill that goes into it but i'm pretty sure a lot of the barbers i've gone to definitely did like next to no training i would agree with that based on your barbers and your hair sometimes when you come back from them i think that's quite an obvious thing <laughs> uh look i know mean, no one got their hair now so i, I don't look where going on but as, as you've have you as you've agreed i did a good job so you did you know. do a good job you did and it, it yeah. eats me up inside 
Exactly. Well, it's about time. So um, I, I can prove to you. Anyway, listen, we'll move on to Artworm Gym, shall we? Yes, let's do it. Um, I, when we were talking about this earlier, I couldn't remember if we had this on Nintendo uh, SNES or if we had it on uh, the Mega Drive or Genesis. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Which one was it? <laughs> it was the Genesis. Was it? Right, right. Yeah. yeah, definitely. The one thing that I always remember, that the big difference between the Genesis and like the SNES was the fact that you couldn't save in nearly any Genesis game. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you had to play the whole game through in one sitting, like, you know. <laughs> I see, because my memory of this is doing the first level again and again and again. <laughs> it was so difficult. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. Yeah, I remember, I remember like, you know, I, I already had my predictable stereotypical boxed you know narrative of my personality ready for this podcast when i was when i was going to say you know back you know back you know they made uh they made um tv show games that were actually brilliant like you know yeah 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 uh, and like you know i was like oh yeah you know like Quashot starring donald duck mystical <laughs> castle with mickey mouse you know, Animaniacs. And then, of course, as I actually researched it, I found out that the game came before the TV show. Yeah, much like last week. I couldn't believe that either. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's, it is a whole story on it. And, I, I, and now it makes sense as to as to how the TV show was so good and the game was so good to me. But um, yeah. what, what what are your memories like of Artworm Jim? I remember the, like, well, first off, it's the TV show. That's what I remember most um, mm. over the game although I clearly played the game first I just assumed that the TV show came out afterward you Same. know you know when you're that age like when seasons and shows kind of came out you, you yeah. know you weren't really waiting for something something wasn't really teased up for you of coming soon or whatever it was just on and you watched it and you watched yeah. it whatever order it was on actually the first show I remember being like oh it's coming soon or whatever was Spongebob Squarepants really? yeah I remember them doing ads for it I remember thinking because it was like the first time anything had ever been shown to me, and I guess I'm just a little shithead. I was thinking, oh, this show doesn't look funny. I don't like this. And then I watched the first episode. I was like, oh, it's actually hilarious. All right. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. <laughs> All I saw was 10 seconds of an ad. And I thought I wouldn't like it. Yeah. Well, I don't know, like, what you're saying there about not waiting for things. I think that's something that's like, you know, that's very present when you're a child. Like, you don't have any kind of predictive thoughts there. You're kind of very much in the moment. Yeah, you know that's what that's what Which, I mean though. Is that like you know you, we weren't shown a, an ad for Earthworm Jim and we're like, oh cool, that's coming out in a week or two weeks time or whatever. It was just on, you know. We would just be yeah. You'd flick on the TV at whatever time, and if it was on, you'd watch it. Yeah, I I just remember like the wacky humor, and you know I I just remember how funny it was, and of course I always remember Jim firing his gun and like screaming like a maniac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like eat dirt, villainous yeah. scum, and then laughing. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it was fantastic. So, um, was it the same for you? Is that what your main memory of? If I said Irwin Jim, yeah, pretty much. It's 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 the it's the wackiness of it. The enemies, like you know, like Professor Monkey for a head, Psycho, Evil the Cat, Bob the Killer Goldfish. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Even their names are just hilarious. Um, but just yeah, how wacky it was, how funny it was, and it kind of reminded me of like. It wasn't as disgusting as Ren and Stimpy. No, but, like, but there was major you know, mucus and stuff. Yeah, it was a similar kind of. I think Ren and Stimpy was definitely more kind of geared towards adults. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Earthworm Jim was just hilarious, and I always remember his voice. And of course, in in the series, he's voiced by Dan Castellaneta. Yeah, yeah, from Simpsons uh, fame. 
Yeah, and when you hear him, like I look back at a couple of, a couple of clips on YouTube and stuff, when you hear him, you could definitely hear. Oh, was that, was that, was that, that wouldn't have been before The Simpsons, would it? No, it was about the same time The Simpsons was massive. Like it was because I mean, Simpsons started at the end of the eighties and kind of mm. became huge early nineties. So I think this season, which the the show came out around ninety four, ninety five which was mm. when it was huge. So, I mean, and there's a point for it. He just sounds like Homer. Like He does, definitely. I'm surprised he would do it, though, because, like, Simpsons was just so huge. You'd think he wouldn't have time for anything else, really. But it's great that he did. Yeah, I mean, I guess just, I mean, if you ever look through, because, I mean, loads of the voiceover artists on this did a lot of other big shows. And if you look through them all, um, it's a, the, the size of their filmography is insane. I know, yeah, it's yeah. Like, You're actually going before me here because the, there was a couple of voice actors I have a, a quiz question on for you. Oh, well, look, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves then. Why don't you give yeah. us a history of it? Okay, so you can't have Earthworm Jim without two people, which is basically David Perry and Doug Tenapple. I can't pronounce his name. D- Doug Tenapple, did you see it? Yeah, I think it's ten- Tenapple or Tenapple because it's got, it's got a capital in the middle of it. Yeah, so uh, anyway, those two guys. So David Perry was, was um, he's actually from Northern Ireland, would you believe? Yeah, I was surprised uh, to see that. Yeah, and he uh, he was apparently into game design very young. Um, he ended up moving up to London when he was, I think he was only 17 or something, and he got a job for Virgin. Um, and he started working on games like Terminator, Aladdin, um, and of course, Cool Spot by uh, The 7-Up. Um, character, yeah, seven yeah, up yeah, game, yeah. cool spot. <laughs> Remember when like drinks and stuff had like video games and like McDonald's had video games and stuff like just you yeah. know. Or do you remember the Michael Jackson video game? I do. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> like you go around saving children. Anyway, tell us about it. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a good game, though. I mean, do you remember, like, when you'd press A, he'd do his dance, and all the characters on the, on the, on the screen would do the dance with you, and they'd just die. I mean, well, like, I mean, that is just die. Um, I mean, that that is kind of how this, I, like, not to jump ahead, but that's kind of how this game came apart, was people were looking at big franchises, um, like with, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and everything, and then that became its own huge um thing and the, like toys were everywhere in different games and tv shows and films um and also sometimes that doesn't work with et which was famously one of the worst games ever <laughs> wasn't that the game that they wasn't there a game that they buried in the desert yeah that's et they dug a big hole and just threw all the copies in <laughs> there was that game where there was the also pen and tellers something bus adventure or something Oh, that that even sounds dreadful. Yeah, it was like a game where you could actually you're you have to play it for like eight hours straight to actually drive from Las Vegas to some other area, and like it has it's like the actual length of the drive. Okay, maybe a bit ahead of its time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if uh, Hideo Kojima did that now, everybody would love it. Exactly. Well, he would love it anyway, and sure, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. But but um, yeah, interesting. I mean, if you're project was buried in the desert <laughs> i think you haven't done too good a job but anyway i think i actually like cool spot games because as you know i love terrible platforming games you do just, yeah 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 so one of my favorites um but yeah so anyway he worked on those good games and after a couple of years he decided to leave and obviously he got a name up for himself so he had offers from sega and from playmates yes 
Now, that's not a risque company that, that you're thinking of. They're actually the company who um, invented Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. I had to look it up. It's a Hong Kong company. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I always thought the turtles are American. Um, well, I, I don't know where maybe some of the people who came up with it, because I know that, um, what do you call him, David Perry is kind of behind the making of it, but it was Doug Tenaple who came up with it from Jim. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Maybe it's exactly. a bit like that. So, you know, we can't say our room, Jim, is a Northern Irish creation. No, no true. You know I, I think mean? it's all to Naples, but you're getting ahead of me there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but apparently he he didn't accept either offer, but then he um, made a deal with the Playmates to say, listen, I'll make three games. If you give me the money to set up a new studio, which became Shiny Games. Yes. Or is it Shiny? No, it's not Shiny Games. It's Shiny, Shiny Entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah, but it was called Shiny um, at the beginning, I think. Sorry? I think it was called Shiny at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he to set up Shiny and he said, I'll give you publishing rights for the first three games that we put out there. Yeah. Which is kind of like, I think this David Perry guy is kind of like very wise. You know, he kind of seemed like things just kind of, I was reading a bit about him, like things just, things just kind of seemed to like fall into place for him a lot. And he kind of knew how to deal with like the, the corporate people and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, he seemed to also make some really great games. Yeah. Very creative and like extremely talented and kind of knew what would, be, what would sell and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, so he agreed that, and they agreed to do it. Um, and he uh, apparently almost started uh, started the first game as a Night Rider game. Um, but then it, it was a case that David um, Doug um, to Naples was actually kind of in the process of um, coming from um, Virgin to um, to Playmates as well, and he uh, produced a drawing um, to Do- to David Perry, which eventually became Arthur and Jim. Yeah, it was just a sketch of the character. Yeah, and David Perry, in true uh, bastard form, uh, instantly bought the, the rights off him. <laughs> and because um, he, you know, he, he thought it would be really good, and Playmates were looking for like a, the next TV series that they could do, the next time. Um, series that they could do after uh, the turtles yeah so um yeah so they they really love the idea of earthworm jim and one of the the pre, uh, pre i can't talk today use of pre, no. prerequisites pre, pre, oh god prerequisites? even you no. can't say it yeah um was that they wanted to make toys of whatever game this was and yeah. they wanted a tv series to market the toys and apparently David Perry went to um, Universal with the idea of the series at the same time. They wanted uh, the toys to market the series and Playmates wanted, wanted a series to market the, to- market the toys. So um, it, they, he brought them together and, and that's how it worked out. Brilliant. Yeah. But um, yeah, so eventually um, uh, Shiny was sold to Interplay, which which made I believe um and after it was sold to interplay they ended up making the 3d version of artworm gym and there's a few terrible artworm gym games out there uh, for the game boy and stuff yeah but um this was uh, for some reason they took all the people who worked on the the first two artworm gyms off the project and gave it to their own team um and also they had a, a when they were making the the genesis version of the game has an extra level yeah, yeah. So th- there was a couple of little minor differences uh, that go across them, um, which I think when they had later done sort of, you know, complete editions and stuff like that that came out later, they sort of combined them together. Or when they did like a PC port, like five years later, that had yeah. uh, what it, everything it needed. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's kind of all I had on the original kind of formation of Jim. It was obviously like Doug to Naples, like... Uh, you know his his passion project. He he loved Earthworm Jim, and he even voiced him in the Genesis game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he worked on the TV series as well. 
Yeah, he will. Uh, yeah, when he bought the when um, Shiny Entertainment bought the uh, rights off him, they also hired uh, Doug Tenapel to be a, like a, a level designer and and work on the game all the way through, as you said, up until uh, Earthworm Jim Treaty, where apparently um, Doug Tenapel and David Perry didn't want it to be released. <laughs> they were mm-hmm. just going, nope, don't do it. Um, and then they went ahead and they did it anyway, and it didn't go down yeah. too well. It was a terrible game. Yeah. Like it's just one of those games that didn't transfer well to uh, the 3D world, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to do, it's, you know, because, I mean, every game at the time, and as we were saying, like, the um, like the other games that they made were, like, the Robocop game and the Terminator game and stuff like that, that they, mm-hmm. like, their side-scrolling kind of pl- platformers or, you know, uh, running gun games as well. Well, some of them are, are a bit slower, but that does not work when you move into 3D or, it, you know, it just, it takes a lot of, steps to get it to be that same level of fun and it's a it's a hurdle which a lot of these games uh, fall down on mm-hmm. yeah, yeah definitely but like what do you like i think we're going to just kind of focus more on the genesis game yeah. um because that was like that was one of my favorites that's what i kind of remember um is, is, there, is there anything you had on that game that you wanted to bring out or it was just well first off um it was released um around the end of uh, 1994 i think it was october 94 um, and it's quite weird. This is like the first game on the, that we've done for a while, where it's uh, not a Japanese game. It didn't originate from there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was quite made for that Western market, for that kids entertainment sort of thing. But it had that similar to Simpsons, where you go, oh, it's a cartoon, but the comedy was a little bit higher up. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. the main um, princess to be saved is Princess What's Her Name, and that's. <laughs> That's a parody on uh, Mario games and everything like that, where it's like, yeah, you're just going to save the princess and her name doesn't matter. That's kind yeah. of the idea of it. Um, but plain- that's, that's what I love so much about the Earthworm Jim and the game. is like everything is kind of like a parody. Yeah, very much so. The humor is brilliant going throughout it. Um, yeah. And actually playing this, looking back on this and realizing that the game came first, they get so much credit from me because... The level of detail in the characters, how iconic they all are, how individual mm-hmm. they all are. Like we were saying, there's Earthworm Jim and his expressions when he's just moving around and he's jumping and the faces he pulls. Now, maybe that's because they knew they were going to turn it into a series, so they had to, you know, they had more to play with. But yeah. it, it made him feel like a character. It made him seem funny and that kind of, you know, when we were saying when he just goes mad and like just blasts his gun like crazy and laughs <laughs> he has that face uh, in the video game yeah yeah and that like that is something that is just like playing the game and when i was reading that it was like it was before the series i just couldn't believe how in depth the world was you yeah. know how, how how many different characters they had it felt like it was so like it, it had such a solid foundation before the game it was as if the game was being made after a season and after they had all this lore and all this history and all these characters that's how detailed it was you know yeah exactly i thought the exact same thing but like as you're saying the name of some of the characters is absolutely brilliant you know like psycho being a brilliant pun um and he being like an astronaut but he is like this what is it is like a new york kind of accent he has uh you think so yeah 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 uh, Queen Slug for a Butt, of course, not being her <laughs> real name. Do you know her real name? I think I still remember it. Pulsating, bloated, festering, malformed Slug for a Butt. All right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. 
that shows you how much I watched this as a kid. Yeah, well, I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, just for ages, they kind of got rid of it. Yeah, so it's pulsating, bloated, festering, sweaty, pus-filled, ah. malformed slug for a butt. Or better known <laughs> as Queen Slug for a butt. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, Princess What's-Her-Name, as we said before. Uh, Evil the Cat, who had that great British accent. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, who else was there? there was, and, of course, his little uh, puppy pal. Hmm who um, I used to love as a kid, who was uh, Peter Puppy, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Peter yeah, Puppy, yeah. Yeah, and uh, when he, whenever he got scared or hurt, he turned into a giant monster and uh, nobody could control him, where he would basically then just chew on uh, Jim's leg. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was always attacking Jim. And even the start, that is, like the whole story is just really funny. It's the fact that, you know, Psycho, this intergalactic bounty hunter, like lost this super uh, suit in space and it fell onto this worm, just this normal worm on Earth, and that's how Earth and Jim came about. <laughs> yeah, but like also, like he was just a worm. Like he, in the starting thing, like he doesn't even have eyes. He is just an earthworm. <laughs> but now he can yeah. detach his head from the thing, and he's alive, and you know, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's clever and is still pretty strong. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's such a, like, you can definitely tell that this, this was not like kind of like a, a, a game programmer and came, who came in and was like, okay, I have this idea. I think he was pr- primarily like an animator, you know? Yeah, but yeah, um, I mean, I, I was quite surprised he was so, like, because he designed the character. I mean, not that, you know, I mean, there's brilliant artists and stuff like that who work in art design, but like, he worked on like programming level design of this game. So it just seems like um, Doug Tenable was really talented across the board. Yeah, I, although I was kind of reading a bit about him and like after Arthur and Jim, I didn't hear like there weren't a lot of names or stuff that he'd done that I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I know them or I know that. Well, I know that Shiny Entertainment did a game that you love. Do you know what it was? No. Uh, MDK. Did I love that game? Yeah, you did. You were uh, always playing yeah. it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I do remember it. Um, don't know if I love it. I did. Actually, no, I did play it a lot. Yeah. yeah. And there was two of them, wasn't there? Yeah, there was, yeah. Yeah. That was a weird game. It was weird. That was really weird. Um, It, it kind of had a bit of the um, Soul Reaver feel to it. Yeah. D- Doug Tenaple was gone by then, I think, right? Uh, well, Doug Tenaple was not, but David Perry was, who was um, yeah. Yeah, working with Shiny. Um, and also, he they did uh, Matrix Reloaded. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, sorry. Uh, Enter the Matrix, sorry. The video game, not the film. Uh, which, right, uh, yeah. which a lot of people loved because it had the bullet time in it. Yeah. I actually like a really good like TV adaptation in a video game. Or a movie adaptation. In I a really movie. do. As in, what, a film made from a game? Or the other way around? Yeah. No, a game made from a film. Um, I mean, some of them are good. What's a good one? Well, there's the Die Hard one. Yeah, that was... It was like three games in one. Yeah, the three different what, diehards, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That was really good. But I'm talking about shitty platformers like Lion King and Aladdin and stuff. Well, that is... Aladdin is what... Uh, what's his name? David Perry worked on. Yeah. Which yeah. is just... Which also, for that cartoon style, fitted so well with the uh, 16-bit graphics. I don't know. Yeah. It looked so smooth and there was so much expression on them. It's just like, and then you could see as games went forward, they almost took a step back as they went for um, a bit more realistic, you know, a bit more subtlety in uh, how things were colored and probably made them a bit more targeted at at a more mature audience. Like you could have, you know, more uh, violent or whatever cartoon styles in games, but 
just you know like a doom game or whatever wouldn't have really worked with that style true and you see the thing about games like that is the fact that you 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 reached that level quite a while ago because it's all drawn you know and it's not like oh we have to push the technology to do this and that like even do you remember that game comic zone yeah yeah like that was all drawn and like it was perfect and even now it's playable because it's all drawn and like you know it's not like oh the graphics are this bit or that bit it's like a cartoon yeah that's what the graphics uh, they didn't age because they looked like the cartoon yeah exactly and i think that was like a, a real charm um a real charm to these games i did love the aladdin game and um, not as much as i love the actual movie yeah one of my favorites brilliant i think one of my dream jobs would be to like play jafar and sing his songs <laughs> and just go around the world just doing that over and over again well i saw just, uh, aladdin the musical in london a while ago and yeah? uh, they had a guy playing jafar and he was very good it was a little yeah. bit, it was a little bit different because so many of the characters are um, animals you know what i mean like you can't have raj as a tiger and you can't have a poo as a monkey right so there were people dressed as them no so they kind of just took them out of it because it would also like it wouldn't have been very funny as well you know what i mean that's true so yeah they uh, so they replaced uh, so they had to replace them and change it a bit but they had jafar worked pretty well as a great villain a very pantomime villain and yeah. um yeah the genie was, was this... great as well was this official Aladdin or was it like knockoff Aladdin or something? <laughs> no, it was. It was a Disney Aladdin uh, musical. Ah, okay. Well, close, so as they can, close as they can do, I think. Yeah, one of the best villains ever and his voice is fantastic. Yeah, I do. I absolutely, um, absolutely love the film. But uh, did you watch the remake of Aladdin, actually? I did. It was okay. Really? I, I didn't watch it at all. Yeah, I t- I, Will Smith can't sing. He can rap. Yeah. Definitely. But he can't really sing. Uh, Robin Williams had a fantastic voice for that for those songs. Yeah, really, really great singer for those songs. I think it's just I think it's quite difficult to um, see because as we were saying with the sixteen bit kind of cartoon style, is it looked great. You know what I mean? It matched that style, so there was no need to redo it because it doesn't add to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's it, it's not like the cartoon style like the original Aladdin was limited in how it looked that's how exactly. it was meant to look and it was brilliant it's not like you were going to go let's remake the original toy story and we can make it look way more real and beautiful and stuff like that it's yeah. a way of saying no it, it it was meant to look like that cartoon and it did look like it it, it doesn't mm-hmm. gain anything by being real people yeah and the, the songs are, are much better in the first and in the second one they tried to like you know make it modern and like will smith did a bit of rapping and stuff in it like you know but it's just no, I mean, the songs were like, they're real, you know, it's like musical. The first one was like a real musical kind of, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I did. I didn't. Another one that's a completely pointless movie, in my opinion, is a, is a Lion King remake. I didn't see it either. No, I, I've seen it. It's been on TV and I'm just like, I'm, I've no interest to see that. It's just a bit, I don't know. I kind of feel like they're sort of missing the point with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh maybe like i mean it looked great like it did look you know the bits i saw of it did look fantastic there was a huge amount of work that went into it but i Mm. don't want it to look real like i don't exactly i I don't what i loved about those films was i didn't think oh this would look better if the graphics look better i mean you do think about that about some films like like i'd say if they remade like the original matrix today with like the same cast it might look a bit more impressive even though it was great at the time if you look mm. back now, maybe it's not, you know, some things have yeah. aged. Th- that looked great at the time. Did you ever see, I think it's the second movie where like Neo is in the playground. And he's fighting the yeah. uh, Agent Smiths. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't hold up, and does it? he's swinging around with a pole. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so fake looking. <laughs> I mean, it was early 2000s, you know? Yeah, yeah. But they're doing the, the Matrix again, you know? They are, yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, I don't really know if they should allow the um, Wish House Keys to make more films. Because if you kind of look at it, they did a great job with the Matrix. And then the rest of them really weren't very good. I don't have huge oh, hopes on it. That Jupiter Ascending was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. That was in post-production for about two years. And that's an indication that something is wrong with it. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. It was absolutely awful. Yeah, they're not, they're not, I like, I mean, Matrix was fantastic, but also Matrix was kind of, it, it, it was sort of a last gasp for a lot of those actors. Like what, they actually wanted Will Smith to be Neo. Really? Yeah, but he turned it down. Um, mm-hmm. And like a lot of those, you know, Keanu Reeves' um, career wasn't doing that amazing at the time. He'd done the kind of, you know, stupid stoner kind of thing. And he'd done Speed, but like he wasn't really the huge star he became after that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, I, and even looking back at that, I think the first movie was really good. But the second and the third were, were okay. I mean, they were good, but they weren't, you know, uh, The Matrix, the first one. No, they did. They dropped down. But anyway, look, yeah. let's let's bring it back to Art Room Jim, and we'll do it with a connection. Yeah. In the second Aladdin film, the genie was replaced with Dan Castellaneta, who was the voice yeah. of Art Room Jim, and the voice of, what's the bird called? Iago. No, I'm thinking of Aladdin. Sorry, the voice in of the bird in Aladdin, who was Rowan Atkinson in the first one, when they did oh. the TV series of it, it, it was the voice yeah. of Evil the Cat. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Small world. I'd love to be a voice actor doing. I mean, that is my dream job. You just want you to just... do the background voice in anime shows, though. <laughs> Yeah, I would like to do that. <laughs> you know, just just the young fella back. Hey, old guy, what are you doing? Yeah, that's, that's it. A, that's a, anyone can do that voice. But um, I don't know. It's just I I love making sounds. I go around all day making sounds. That's yes. what they want to do. That's You're a job. an annoying soundboard <laughs> of a human. <laughs> I enjoy it so much. I don't know why it's just so satisfying to me um, and now that you're not living in Ireland anymore I've no one to irritate with it anymore except for my wife <laughs> she doesn't understand any of the references no it, it doesn't matter <laughs> she's like Newman what are you doing it's like well in 1992 there was a video game character <laughs> waka 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 <laughs> uh, actually that that um, that Muppets movie was on recently you know the one where he goes across the country with um, Fozzie Bear yeah, yeah, which one was that? I can't remember, but it's just absolutely hilarious. I um, love the Muppet films. I think they're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But um Okay, come on, back to Earth right. Jim. Um so the Genesis game, I think you did a bit of research on the actual gameplay, the levels and stuff like that. Is that you wanna bring us through it? Yeah, so basically it was a um two D platformer run and gun where the only character you play is Jim. Um, and he's got his machine gun that he shoots like mad, and he can also whip his head, his worm head, at enemies. Uh, but very cleverly, they use it as a sort of uh, grappling hook whip kind of thing as well, so he can swing on it and get around levels in different ways. After every single level, you then race Psycho through space, mm-hmm. where you have to avoid asteroids and fly along. If you fail it, you then have to fight against him. Um, yeah. if you win it, you get like an extra continue, I believe. Um, and then as you go through it, there's different parts of it. I always remember the underwater level where you have to oh. get into this glass, like dome 
and it's you jets that kind of propel you along underwater you need to avoid the rocks and the coral from breaking you up and everything like that and it's so difficult i kept on just smashing it and you have to refill it with oxygen so yeah it, it was a kind of fairly standard stuff you do get in those games uh, but it worked really well there was a nice change in the different levels um the genesis had the extra level that um that the snes version didn't i think the snes version had like a dark room like small extra bit in one of the levels as well so there's a couple of minor changes but they're basically the same and if you're anything like me you only played the first three levels because the game was unbelievably difficult i never finished that game it was ridiculously difficult. And what you're talking about there, the underwater level, that was not only did you have to not get hit, not hit anything like the, the so the glass uh, broke, but you, the time limit you were given yeah. was just so unforgiving, particularly at the last bit. It's like if you didn't get absolutely everything right, yeah. it's like you you would die immediately. But um, yeah, I, 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 like we were talking about, like the art, like the, the graphics in this game were just fantastic. It was so, it was cartoony. Um, Jim had like his whip, as you're saying, the whip for his head. He had his normal gun and then he could also get like uh, the plasma uh, guns, um, which every time he got, he go plasma. <laughs> and, oh yeah. Um, he, he, like you would kind of like there was parts of the game where you would actually jump out of the suit and you would just be a worm yes and like you're trying to avoid things um they had the second they had the level where you were like bungee jumping against snot yeah yeah i think it was major Uh, mucus i think snot was a different snotty character which came in from the second one yeah they're they're basically the same but i think snot was a good guy yeah see i think that the game was before the the series like we were saying so i think in the the game he was kind of like an enemy but then he became your friend in the series yeah but um then you had um you had the level in hell with evil the cat which was just really really funny because you could fight these like goat not ghosts but like these demons that just tried to bite you and then you also had lawyer lawyers going through yeah. with the briefcase <laughs> <laughs> which it just if you think about it like that joke be made for like kids to look at it's just exactly you know but it worked we thought we thought it was funny as kids we love the games it's still a really yeah. good game the, sh- the show is funny so it works and you could see evil the cat in the background like moving from left to the right the whole time yeah in, yeah uh, in in the level then you had like the level where you could you were underwater as well but you could go on a hand a giant hamster who yes. would, like eat your enemies um then you had the level as well where you'd pe- peter puppy where you'd have to lead him through the level um, and avoid him getting hit and if he got hit he would just go you know become this like hulk puppy thing and just attack you yeah yeah and bring um, you back further in the level which is very annoying what's say again he'd bring you back further in the level which is very yeah annoying. yeah it was just so unforgiving as well um and i love the fact that when you're you're fighting evil the cat as well at the start you 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 don't have your suit yeah and you're just kind of avoiding his gun um the shots from his gun which eventually break the like the a the platform. platform he's standing on and then you have to kill him nine times like because he's like a cat you know yeah yeah, yeah. Very, very funny very clever i always remember right from the tv show when there's an episode where evil the cat like brings this great unspeakable evil demon to try and get at earthworm jim but when he summons him he's actually really nice <laughs> and he's is hey, Yusuf, you're going ahead of me here oh sorry 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 you go for it <laughs> Well, I played that clip actually. Yeah, do you have it there? I think it's so Yeah, funny. it was very hard for me to get this. It's very bad quality, but it just shows you how fu- funny the series is. But that was, that's exactly what you're talking about now, you suppose. Earthworm Jim, you are mine to command. For 
Actually, I do have a name. That's nice. I bid thee! You're just dying to know what it is, right? Come on, ask me. Ask me my name. Come on, ask me. Just ask me. Come All on. right, what's your name? Okay, funny story. My parents are kind of hippies. Not that I had parents, per se, what with being the infernal spawn of darkness and all. But anyway, long story short, my name is Rosebud. Rosebud! I know, I know. I look more like a Throctar or a Galgamort the Destroyer. But there you are, what's a beast to do? Okay, funny story. When I was in fifth grade in Mrs. Gubatosi's class... Enough talk! I bid thee! <laughs> it's, it's such brilliant comedy, especially for a kid show of, you know, just going, oh, here's the thing, but actually we're going to subvert that, and we're also going to, like, drag it out <laughs> as long as possible. Yeah. And, like, the frustration of Evil the Cat... <laughs> Yeah, and I think he was trying to get the key for a long time to unlock this beast that hath no name. You yeah, know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's Rosebud. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, but yeah, um, it was like so. The game did quite well. I think it got a lot of attention, got a lot of success, um, and then it brought its sequel on Earthworm Jim Two, which was pretty similar. This one did have later ports that went on to the PlayStation actually. Um, and the Sega Saturn, the Sega Saturn as well. Uh, very similar, run and gun platformer thing. This one had snot in it, as we were saying. The same kind of thing where you have to fight uh, Psycho again and um, save Princess. What's her name? Very similar, how it does, how, but it, it didn't have the same. Well, for me anyway, it didn't have the same staying power as the first game. No, uh, but it was good. It was a nice follow up of of the same thing. Didn't advance too well, but at that time it was just. Look, here is the franchise of Earthworm Jim. It's brand new. Happy to eat it up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they made the um, they made the the HD version that they did. I think I can't remember when it was, but it's relatively recently. Two thousand ten, I relatively. think. Yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah, ten years is relatively recent to me. Yes. But um, <laughs> but apparently, I I was um, watching this video on YouTube, but they were the company that that redid it. They did they did a really good job. It looked really good, but there was like one screen in it where they like stole um, this person's deviant, uh, you know, deviant art. Oh right, yeah. He drew this picture of Artworm Jim, and the guy only realized it when he was playing the game and saw the photo, the the drawing of him in the game, and he was like. You just sold my artwork, like that's horrible. You can't do I that. I know, I know. That's really bad form. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah. So I, I played the HD one. It's very good, and it just shows the staying power of it as well. That um, how, how good of a platformer it was. That you know you can still play it these days, and it is still is still good and challenging. There was talk of a uh, more recent one. I think as recent as 2019, they they were saying there's a new game was announced, but I think there's been nothing about it since. I think they also did it in, um, like before the HD remake. I think they were talking about doing an Earthworm Jim Four and stuff, uh, but I don't think that ever came out. Yeah, that's actually been a thing that's been going on for a long, long time where they've been talking about it, and like there's even been a couple of screenshots of it and stuff. Yeah. But it kept getting shelled. But the really interesting thing, and this is when I was reading up about Doug Tenable that I found out about is that there is going to be a new Earthworm Jim and guess what console it's going to be released on? Oh, is it going to be on the phone or something? No. PlayStation 5? No. The Intellivision Amico. What? Yeah. 
I'd never heard of it, never heard of it. And I looked it up and it was like, it's, it's a, I think it's launching this year or next year. It's a game, I, I think it's a, a company that's owned by Mattel, you know, the toy company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're releasing this console that they want to be focused primarily on 2D games. Right. And they want it to be like family friendly. They want it to be like couch co-op. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they're going to be like releasing like like kind of remasters of old games, and like there's going to be new games on it as well. But I was like, it was like, no, it's a perfect console for me. Yeah, it is something focusing on games from thirty years ago. It'll wrap it exactly. up. Exactly, <laughs> but it was still like two hundred and fifty dollars. So I was like, yeah, not sure how you're gonna do I mean, that. So, like, you can kind of play most of these things. Like most stores give you big bundles of these games for quite cheap. The like the original ones. Yeah, you know? yeah. I th- so, I I mean I, I like the idea. I'm very much pro the idea of uh couch co-op. You know, um, and I think there there is still a world, uh, there still is a place in the world for two D games and everything. But I think nostalgia does kind of paint these things. You know, because like sometimes these games were kind of made from the same mindset of arcade games, where you keep dying, you keep putting money in, and when you're playing games now, where like if you were playing the Earthworm Jim game now it would be really frustrating for most players. And sometimes it's not like, say, a Dark Souls where you feel like it's justified in its difficulty. You feel like you've actually just made a mistake or you haven't learned properly. But sometimes it just feels like the controls let you down or um, the gameplay dynamic isn't fair. Yeah, that's true. But I, I do think that like Erbram Jim definitely got it right because the you know, the the balance is really good, like the response is really, really accurate. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and that's also do you know that game Super Meat Boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was also kind of like a throwback to to all games, but like the controls are so sharp, and it was like even though it was it was incredibly difficult, like one of the hardest games I've ever played. Yeah. But it was because you still felt it was fair because like you know that you die because of what you did, you know. Yeah, but see the thing is that game is aware of that, and it will make you come back straight away again. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you can true. keep going, and that, and that, that's the thing which does make it frustrating. If you have to wait and do a loading screen and do whatever, you know, or you didn't have unlimited lives, but then also if you're playing a lot of the games and you just said unlimited lives, you wouldn't think that was you know much of a challenge either. So it, it's it's difficult to do, but yeah, games like Super Meat Boy and uh, a lot of kind of indie games and stuff that are coming out on Steam, they do that job really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all in all, I just I really like this game. I think it's uh, it hasn't aged as a platformer. It like kicked off Earthworm Jim as a series as well, and like this universe. And it's a shame to see the way it's gone because I think there there was a lot to tap there that was still left, and um, just you know through a series of obviously acquisitions and you know people leaving and stuff like that, it kind of never got off the ground. But I do hope that they can maybe save it in some way because like you say it wasn't just it was one of those you know like adventure times stuff like that where an adult can watch it yeah yeah with, with kids as well you know um so it'd be nice to see it make some sort of comeback but i to be honest i kind of doubt it at this stage yeah i mean i just i kind of feel like it's it's nostalgia you're going for at this point which i mean is a, a big market but um you know i think it's very difficult to get kids now to watch something back then like it might work for them but there's a lot of stuff out there to compete with whereas it just it seems so 90s about it like snot was a big thing in the 90s i recall like everything yeah. every game and show or whatever had snot somewhere in it and it was just a thing like Ugh, or slime being a really big deal listen that's still very modern yusuf 
Is it? Like, oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the, the, the the channels that Chloe has, one of the best-selling toys is, guess what it is? Slime. Unicorn. Unicorn poo. What? Yeah, unicorn poo. That sounds like that... Um, did you ever see that viral ad for the Squatty Potty? No. So, do you know what a Squatty Potty is? <laughs> no. So... I'm not saying the name again. It's this, <laughs> it's this little stool, right, that you put uh, in your bathroom next to your toilet. And you put your feet up on it. And the idea is that if you're in a more of a squat position, it's an easier process for you to go to the bathroom. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's not a kid's toy. No, but the ad that they did for it is they, because they were like, how do we sell this? So they went for a really surreal, fantastical, mad ad with this guys. We're doing it. But the ice were in it. To show it, they had like a magical toy unicorn that was pooing out coloured ice cream and then he was oh. eating it. Oh, God. It's not as foul as it sounds. It's quite, yeah, yeah it's quite odd, but it works. I remember the ad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that other one that they released where you're supposed to put this thing in the water before you take a crap and it gets rid of the smell before your director friend comes in after you. Oh, yeah, yeah, you spray it, isn't it? And it creates like a yeah. seal, apparently. <laughs> He's, I don't know, like, it's just like trying to sell you stuff that he's, yeah, it was this big story. I don't even remember if it was a Kleenex or someone, some toilet paper company where it was like this memo was leaked and was like, we have to convince people that they need wet wipes as well as toilet roll. Yeah. And that's a huge you problem. Know? That's causing, um, like loads of fatbergs to build up and like destroying plumbing systems. Oh, those fatbergs are disgusting. They are horrible. Yeah, they're really yeah. good happening now because people can't cook by bog roll. Well, now they can, but there was a few weeks when it was, you know, scarce. Yeah. God. Yeah. It was, yeah. Anyway, anyway. but yeah, un- unicorn poo is a big thing. Right. Anyway, I want to go for uh, one last thing about the about the game, which I remember, which is at the very start of the first level of Earthworm Gym. What do you remember? Oh, <laughs> when he launches the cow. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just such a weird joke to go for. And this was before there was a series of you go along and there's a fridge hanging by a chain over like a plank of wood that's at an angle. And on one end of it, like a seesaw, and at one end of it is a cow. You hit the chain, the fridge falls, launches the cow into the air. You then play the entire game. At the last <laughs> second, when you go and you finally meet Princess What's-Her-Name, the cow falls on her and Jim just walks off. <laughs> and not only does it fall on her, then like the, it, it caves in and she falls into lava. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely hilarious. And I, I remember the series as well, like cows were falling on people all the time. Like yeah. you'd be up against someone who you'd have no chance of beating or whatever. And then a cow just falls on them. Yeah. They kept on doing cow jokes for some reason. Yeah. It was very weird, but you could definitely see your man, um, Doug Tenopel's um, hand on the series, like it's definitely his his baby, like and you yeah. can see that transferred over um, from the series as well. Some of the, the game, some of the character names from the series. I'm just gonna read some of them out, which is just it was so so funny, um, but just the like the, the the comedy. It just it seemed like it wasn't really aimed at kids. Um, so there was the hamster hamsternator. There was turn his eyelids inside out, boy. <laughs> <laughs> There was Japus, the god of puns. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, or just like in the show, there was the president of the United States. It's not our president, just the president. Uh, yeah. Professor Monkey for a head. The doorman of the gods. Um, 
Psycro, Bob the Killer Goldfish, uh, Xantor, the master of the flying toupee, Flemimagus, <laughs> uh, the god of nasal discharge, oh, god. Uh, and my personal favourite, Lower Back Pain Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. It just is so so weird. It is, but it was uh, it was so funny. Yeah, do you know what? Actually, when you were saying those names, it reminded me of um, do you know the, I'm a fan of Devin Townsend. Yeah, and he released this album years and years ago. It's called I think it's called I can't even remember. It's Ziltoid the Omniscient or something like that. And the whole album is basically a story about this alien. Who comes to Earth for a good cup of coffee? Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> to find the best cup of coffee on Earth in the universe, like you know. <laughs> that's kind of Earthworm Jimmy humor. Yeah, very much so. I mean, that's right. like in it, um, Jim has four brains, um, <laughs> and they're all stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's it. I can remember that actually, where they could do the X-ray inside of his head, and you can see the four of them. Very yeah, funny. it's great. And which very Simpsons humor, you know of. Dan yeah. Castaneda talking to his brain, especially in those early seasons. Yeah, but um, is there is there anything else you had on the game, or I I was going to move to music. Yeah, I'm ready for music. I think that's kind of it covered. Yeah, the music was was really really good in this game. Um, I even have it on my iPhone, not on Spotify, on my actual iPhone. So that tells you that how good it is. Of course you do. Um, yeah. But um, it was Tommy Toralico who did the soundtrack. Um, and back when games actually. It was important to have a soundtrack, you know. Um, I mean, okay, so that's gonna... an unnecessary dig. Well, I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy about Final Fantasy VII's music at all. Not one bit. Look, I have an, I have an opinion on this, right? And just ex- oh. excuse me for a second, right? I was thinking about it. And in the original Final Fantasy, when you're doing a boss fight and the music is playing and it's amazing and then, you know, the things kind of happen in it. You cannot do that in these new ones because there's so many more sounds going on. There's so much more because before, if you think about it, if you were looking at like a boss fight and there was uh, no music on it, you would just get the occasional sounds every once in a while. You know, it would only be every few seconds he would like, you know, hit up with the sword or it would be like a big click sound of like a computer kind of making a, you know, notification sound when you like choose something. Which you can whereas now, if you want I, it to be way more in there, way more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, make it just feel like you, it's far more of a real situation you're in. Then you have the sound of the enemy walking, the enemy changing guns, the characters screaming, these different sounds of contact and hits that make different in different areas and different floor uh, types. You know what no, I mean? I still think you can have music in the background with that. You can, but all like the like lately, a lot of the great soundtracks, like a lot of stuff that do, does quite well, is um, really quiet games or are games which have really different kind of feels to it. A lot of action games and stuff like Doom is known for it, like as a modern game now, because it's just loud metal and it's just it just goes well with the kind of the playing of the game. Uh, Near Automata, which did really well, has like tours going around it. It's because the game is really silent for a lot of it. Um, mm. which is like the thing is those it's it's really difficult to have music tell that same story when if in doing so you're limiting the actual sounds of the game which makes it feel more real yeah but in final fantasy 7 you have stuff like someone's and they did a load of sounds yeah they did when they were doing it but i mean still that's not the majority of the battles you know I, mean? I still think they still they're still playing that um fighting 
song in the background and they, they didn't play still more fighting i think that this i only heard it once so far and i'm on the 13th or 14th chapter which is one of the best songs like the boss you know the boss fights are brilliant in this don't get me wrong but yeah. i don't know look think, let's let's anyway, get into it later anyway. yeah okay so the first song i'm going to play is called uh actually which one i play first i'll play for pete's sake um okay so Very funky. Yeah. Um, okay, so this one is Who Turned Out the Lights? really good yeah <laughs> um okay so this one is what the heck this goes on for a little while okay so bear with me but um before it breaks into but i just wanted to show the contrast between the start and the finish so, yeah <laughs> really funny because it starts off you know as like this kind of classical and then it goes into this kind of lounge music of people in hell it's very very funny yeah i completely forgot about that actually I, until i was researching this again and i uh, had a good chuckle about it all over again because uh, it shows like the parody of it all you know like it doesn't take itself too seriously at all it starts off with this really infernal kind of music and then it just goes into like elevator lounge music very yeah, funny. yeah it's really good um, okay, so if you have nothing else on the game, I think it's time for the big quiz. Right, let's go. I look forward to losing horrendously. Okay. Test your might. I've got the strangest feeling someone's going to kick his ass. <laughs> you ready? Can we do an episode on King of the Hill one day? <laughs> yeah, that'd be... Oh, I'd love to do that. I just want to... Oh. I just want to hear different uh, voiceover clips of Hank Hill. <laughs> I was looking for sound clips for Hank Hill. Like some of them were just absolutely classic, you know. I, re- I remember uh, one time my mate Sean, who sounds nothing like Hank Hill, but uh, a friend hid in the corner um, at a house party and jumped out and scared him when he didn't expect it. And for some reason he went, no. <laughs> And it sounded just like Hank Hill. 
Britain. <laughs> I mean, it happened about 15 years ago, and I, and I still bring it up to him now to this day. <laughs> that just, like his genuine uh, surprise sound was I kill. And Sean being the largest man I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love how Ainley is about everything. Like, you know, it's just so by the book. You know? I know, yeah. I sell propane and propane accessories. He just loves his job, you know. <laughs> loves putting uh, his lawn as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's fantastic. He's always afraid that um, Bobby's going to turn out like, you know, not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like his biggest concern is like Bobby's yeah. dancing. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll, we'll talk about it another time. But um, I think you're going to get this first one straight away. So um, I'll ask you this one first. The voice actors for Earthworm Jim, Psycho, and Peter Puppy all have one thing in common. They voice characters in which Disney series? Ooh, uh, it would be... Aladdin. Yes. Good work, Jan. But I got worried there. Okay. So there was a fighting game which Earthworm Jim made an appearance in. Do you know what it is? Oh, this was that weird clay fighter sixty-three and a third. Yes. Good work. Well done. We had that game, didn't we? I think so. Yeah. Or we rented it. Yeah. Back when renting was a thing. That was a weird game. Yeah, it was. It probably wasn't even good. I don't think it was, no. Yeah, it was like that game. Remember we used to rent it? Did we buy it, Rise of the Robots? Yeah, yeah, I remember that game. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like the most incredible graphics you've ever seen in a SNES game. But like you press kick and like six seconds later he did it. You know, it was like (laughs) completely unplayable. It was brilliant. I love it. (laughs) Okay, so... Uh, this one, in the special edition of Earthworm Jim, um, there was a cheat code that allowed you to change your head into which famous Nintendo character? Oh, is this multiple choice? Nope. <laughs> famous Nintendo character. Um, I'm going to take a stab and say Yoshi. Ugh. <laughs> No, it's the one and only Donkey Kong. No, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So here's the thing. Apparently, um, Earthworm Jim and Donkey Kong Country were released around the same time. Yeah. Uh, they were allegedly pissed off over the fact that they were, like, you know, taken from the focus on their game. So they put in this cheat code in the special edition that allowed you to have Donkey Kong's head. That's brilliant. But he had an arrow through the head. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know how they got around that, like, you know, because it's very clearly Donkey Kong. Um, and you know what Nintendo are like for soon people, so I'm surprised. But then Nintendo kind of kind of got back at them. And this was really funny, where it was like they had this, I think it's in Donkey Kong Country um, 2, where they had, um, they had, like, this ranking screen or this rating screen or something where you had, like... Um, you had like on you had Mario and then you had Link and stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was this um, little barrel at the bottom right where it had and written on the barrel was no hopers. Oh right. And it had uh, a pair of Sonic shoes and Earthworm Jim's ray gun. I vaguely recall this. Yeah. Oh, I never got it as a slight though. Yeah, no, neither did I until I was looking at it there the day before yesterday. So. You know, funny. you know what, Donkey Kong Country, Earthworm Jim, two completely different side-scrollers released around the same time with different graphics that still, 
Donkey Kong Country maybe doesn't really hold up that well now on a bigger screen, but um, still holds up pretty well, I think. It does. I think it's as good. I mean, you know what I mean? It, like, if you're looking at that on a HD screen, it's going to be... Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah that's true. the only problem I mean. But, I mean, that's that's not their fault. Yeah, yeah. You can get it on the SNES Classic and stuff. Ooh. All right, so was that two out of three? Not bad. Yeah, very I'll, good. You're getting better. I'll take that. Yeah, so I don't have anything else really um, on our room, Jim. Just kind of wanted to remind people of, you know, nostalgia about you in this kind of difficult time, which helps me and uh, Yusuf as much as you guys. But um, just something that was really wacky and funny kind of reminded me of my youth, and I remembered how good the game was. So this was my choice. So hopefully next week we'll have Yusuf's choice again. There was um, there's full episodes of this on YouTube. Um, no? Yeah, about Room Jim. Very good, very yeah. good. It, um, annoyingly, they had to do that thing where it's like the bottom quarter of the screen and the other three quarters are like stars flying through space because uh-huh. if it's any more, a bot will just take it down. Oh, right, okay. So it's yeah. uh, it's fair enough. Yeah, but the full thing's there. And just the... I mean, well, obviously, Dan Castellaneta is hilarious and his voice yeah. acting is brilliant. So just seeing him and some of them, some of the episodes are so good. Um, yeah. And a lot of big uh, voice actors in 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 that series. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a pretty big show. You know what I mean? It, it did, and also one thing is that it was a Western creation. It, it, like it, it didn't. Um, I don't really know. There's not really much information on how well it did on uh, in in Japanese markets and stuff like that. But it was created by you know Perry, as we said, was Northern Irish, and he went and he made it for uh, an American company. And Doug Ten Apple was um, American as well. So it. Um, it, like I think people were quite happy to take this as this is going to be a big thing. Games are really big, and this is in our market now. So um, mm. yeah, a lot of people were yeah. happy enough to go for it. Yeah. So if you if you can get a chance to play it, um, I'd recommend you guys do, or even just watch something on the series just to get you out of you know Corona Corona world Corona mind. You know. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a very fun just franchise. Yeah. But um, that's all we had. Um, do you want to give out the email address? <laughs> You're just testing to see if I know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is press the action button pod at gmail.com. <laughs> Go to work. Yeah. I was uh, I was editing some uh, information on the uh, on the podcast kind of profile, and I accidentally put push the action button, <laughs> and I had to delete it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look how I started this podcast. I can't even say it. So yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. So um, the podcast is it's on Spotify. It's on normal Apple Podcasts. It's where you get your podcast normally. Um, if you could rate it, that would be great. It just makes it a lot easier for it to appear in searches i know it's annoying i know everybody asks for it but uh otherwise you can just get a bit buried if you like it please do uh give it a rating if not don't worry about it but thanks for listening yeah and listen if you think there's any way we can improve um this little show that we do um any questions any you know any game you might want us to cover whatever give us an email and we'll definitely read it because we have had none to date yes now part of that is because we recorded the first three episodes before putting them out. No, oh, you can't reveal that. Well, it's better than saying no one's emailed us in five <laughs> weeks. True. Uh, but yeah, if you want to, uh, if you want us to, if you want to send us in anything, and then we, if you want Cranky Kong's view on it, and maybe yes. if you want him to try and just talk about everything that was bad after 1995, then you can get that. 
Um, or maybe you can see if there's actually something new that Newman likes, then we can give that a go too. Sorry, stop it. Yeah, he's set, I've set him off now. Um, all right, that's it for me, really. Okay, well, take care, guys. Until next time. All right, bye. Bye.